I'm Sandra Hayes Buckley and you are listening to the Mind Your Mind podcast, a podcast that delves into what minding your mind means to different people, what self-care looks like in their lives and why minding their minds is so important to them. I hope you enjoy. This episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast is sponsored by Rainbow Crescent. Rainbow Crescent is an online shop specialising in uplifting products with the aim of putting a smile on people's faces. Check it out at www.rainbowcrescent.ie. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, I am absolutely delighted to announce that there will be a live recording of the Mind Your Mind podcast on Thursday, October 5th at 7pm in Middleton Park Hotel. On the evening, I will be joined by a fantastic panel of guests, including health psychologist Aideen Stack, teacher, author and founder of the Hope to Cope charity, Catherine Dolphin Griffin, and registered intellectual disability nurse and CBT psychotherapist, Emily Murphy. Tickets are on sale now over on www.rainbowcrescent.ie and I can't wait to see you there. On this week's episode, I am joined by Rachel Hayes. Rachel is a life coach and is currently in the process of setting up her own online community called RAIN. That's R-A-Y-N-E. During our chat, we discussed Rachel's own experience of panic disorder, her love-hate relationship with social media and why what works for one person might not work for the next when it comes to self-care. Rachel, you are so welcome to the Mind Your Mind podcast. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks for having me. I am. Um, it's my very first podcast as well, so I'm like, oh, the mix of uh, nerves. But no, I'm looking forward to the chat. Fantastic. And for any of our listeners who are not familiar with you, could you give us an insight into who you are and what you're all about? Yeah. So my own name is Rachel Hayes. Um, I'm living down in East Cork with my husband and my little girl who should be two in October. I'm a blow into East Cork now, not originally from down here, but um, we're kind of not too far from each other. So um, it's lovely down here. And yeah, I suppose I work full time, but I also have my own business on the side called Rain Holistic Coaching. It's a life coaching business and yeah, really passionate about helping people, particularly women with their like lifestyle goals. So that's kind of what I'm working on at the minute. But yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Fantastic. And you mentioned it there that um, you help women to kind of with their lifestyle choices. And I suppose in a sense, it's helping them to mind themselves. Yeah. And why is that important to you to help others to mind themselves? And why is it important to you as a, on a personal level to look after your own well-being? I think, you know, a lot of this, like a lot of, where I am now came from my past experiences so I suppose like it's particularly in my 20s I suffered with a panic disorder which I still do to be honest and um, now it's very much under control than it used to be in my 20s Um, so anxiety controlled my life for the majority of my 20s and like obviously with the anxiety came a lot of other um, kind of I suppose issues in terms of um, eating joy I suppose I battled with my my mindset and confidence and my weight and that led me to become a slimming world consultant because I was part of a slimming group and then during my slimming world role there was a lot of coaching around eating habits and all that and that's actually where my my kind of passion for coaching came I was like geez joy I'm really interested in this and I was fascinated by seeing people's behaviors and the reasons they do certain things um so yeah I suppose from a personal level like I suppose I went through it and I learned a lot myself um and I kind of wanted to use what I learned because I know like some people will still really struggle with like their self-confidence self-doubt um anxiety even you know stuck in the diet culture and I really wanted to uh, support them to kind of um know that there is you can change your mindset you can think differently you can change up your lifestyle um and that's where kind of rain holistic coaching came about then 
Fantastic. And I know you're at the moment going through a launch of Community Rain, and I was part of the pilot program for that yeah. back at the start of the year. And what was really evident while I was part of that pilot program was that you are really passionate about helping other people to look after themselves, to mind themselves and to empower them to look after the, you know, whatever aspect of their life that they need looking after. And do you feel that that came from your own experience of that coaching? You mentioned you were a Slimming World um, coach. Do you think that it came from there or do you think it came from your own experiences or a blend of the two? Uh, definitely a blend of the of the two but I think with the the slimming world side of things I realized the power of like being together in a group because like you know like you know everyone has their one-to-one counseling sessions one-to-one coaching sessions we can go to talks and webinars and get so much motivation from that and we can like take actions away from our individual sessions but sometimes you know like we go away then and then life happens and in the midst of all that then you know it's what we learn can sometimes be forgotten if we haven't kind of mastered down the tools and I find then you sometimes you kind of question why am I the only one who am I the only one who thinks like this or acts like this although deep down we know we're probably not but I think you get so caught up in the moment and from the group setting I realize people sharing like one person is talking and you'd always see people just nodding their heads so that they relate and I just found that so powerful and I suppose the kind of goal behind Community Rain is I wanted something kind of long term because like like for example I remember in Swimming World like it was 52 weeks of the year and like I like I love that element of it I love that there was a constant support there for people and that's kind of something similar I wanted to create from a kind of a, a coaching um setting as well and like yeah just I think from an inspiration and empowerment and then from because I'm a qualified coach then I can kind of bring in my learnings into it to help people kind of move forward and because like it's one thing being able to share experiences but you want to be able to take away an action to actually go and say okay how can I implement this into my life and every like it looks different to everybody like there's no one size fits all and that's that's key to remember and like you might try something and like it mightn't work for you but it may just not have been for you or suited your life do you know so it's about trial and error and that's my whole goal now of community reign is to allow people the space and time because I think the biggest challenge especially for a lot of busy um, moms or even people just busy working lives they find it hard to get um have time for themselves to even sit back and to see what it is they need or what it is they need to do so yeah that's the the main goal but I definitely think there's power in numbers and you get so much support and inspiration from it absolutely yeah and to have that community of people who understand as well yeah well like you were saying everyone's busy and everyone's lives kind of have this real kind of like hectic nature to it whether you're it's because you're parenting or you're working full-time or you're doing both or you know you're trying to start up a business or whatever it might be and that can be quite isolating actually when you're doing that you know you're at home you're working away or you're going into the office and like you can feel very I suppose bogged down by your own feelings of stress but actually having a whole group of people that get it yeah there's there's a lot of lot to be said for kind of the power in numbers and strength in numbers as well definitely and I think as well our minds the soul if we're if you think about how much we're thinking about on a day-to-day basis and it's just like a wash machine going around and around and around and I think sometimes you just need the space even just to like defog the mist in the brain and just kind of being able to sit back and just break everything down step by step and um, because sometimes there's so much going on you actually can't you don't even know 
what's wrong with you you just know that you're feeling either not yourself you're feeling um just overwhelmed or you're procrastinating you know there's so many elements to it so it's actually even allowing that space and time just to be able to lay it all out um, and make things a lot clearer and get that clarity that you need um is a big help too but as i said like-minded people and one thing is like loads of people I'm sure have great support networks at home with their their kids or their parents or their partners or whatever it may be but you know if they if those people don't feel the way you feel like it's very hard to to get it like an example I'd use is like I think of my kind of group of friends I was the one who suffered mainly with the anxiety in my early 20s a lot of my friends mightn't have felt that back in the time and like they they empath like they were like kind of supporting me but I just did you know that they just didn't really get it and I've had friends since then have really get really bad anxiety since then and they've come to me going oh my god Rachel like I'm so sorry I didn't understand what you were going through like this is horrendous do you know that feeling of anxiety and like just consume how much it consumes your life and so it's like that it's just having that room full of people who just really really get it um and it makes you kind of feel heard and it just kind of gives you then when you see people then you nearly would like bounce off each other so if um do you know if you're in a group then and someone um shares something that worked well for them and that's the key thing is like you don't want to like it's all well and good getting stuff off your chest but it's like okay you got it off your chest now what do you do with this it's about moving it forward so like learning from other people they like what went well for you this week and someone might say oh that might suit my life and another person might say oh that wouldn't suit mine we'll try something else so yeah again you know um like-minded people yeah and you touched on it there with the anxiety and panic attacks and that is something that can be so isolating because as you said not everyone gets it people will you know try and support you as best they can and they you know people will obviously empathize or sympathize with what you're going through but unless they've gone through it themselves it's very very hard I've suffered I've spoken about this on the podcast I've suffered with um anxiety depressive episodes and panic disorder myself as well and it's very hard to explain to someone who hasn't gone through panic attacks in particular because there is this image on you know like in on the tv of what a panic attack looks like but a panic attack doesn't always look like that yeah um you know it's terrifying it could be just you sitting on the couch and it's just all going on internally and but you may you may actually look fine on the outside yeah inside inside your body like the alarm bells are going off the sirens going off everything is just in meltdown mode and it's so hard to kind of explain that to people so I suppose that really resonated with me when you said you know to have the community of people who understand and it may not be panic disorder that you're going through but you know just to understand whatever it is that is going on that whatever stressors or triggers or whatever it is that's going on in somebody's life that there are people there who get it and who who get that you want to move forward from whatever it is you're going through that's very powerful because having been there you know there is this very isolated feeling from it like I spoke on episode 10 with Lorna Lyons about I used to go out to outside the by the boiler house outside my house when I was having a panic attack because I needed to like get away because in my mind I felt like that was going to help because nobody understood what was going on when I was inside the house and I just needed to kind of get out of get out of the space get away from it um so yeah to to have that community of people who I suppose understand or are just 
are able to understand that you want to move forward from whatever you're going through is is just very very powerful no definitely and like and like that because like you know it, you don't necessarily have to have like suffered anxiety or panic disorders for for community reign it's more of like a lifestyle thing but i suppose where it came from me is like you know when you when i had all that back in my early 20s it had a knock-on effect in the rest of my life in terms of like you know like that it did lead to a bit of depression because i was so consumed by it you, you get you get very down you get afraid to do anything and that led to my eating habits and my binge eating and and the waking and that's where you know i was obsessing over scales which me to go to be a Slimming World member which led me to become a Slimming World consultant and they all had a knock-on effect you know so it's kind of like um just getting yourself out of a rush and it's just like you know you know yourself if you're feeling that bit of heaviness and you just want to feel that bit lighter you want to be able to have a bit more structure to your life and feel a bit more you um and like your authentic self I think a lot of us you know over the years we've lost a bit of ourselves along the way with no matter what happened in our lives and it's just to get a bit of that back yeah that's fantastic and I know we spoke before before we started recording about social media and yeah. um, that can have a huge impact as well on people you know living their authentic selves because there is this image on social media I know it has improved in the last couple of years but there you know traditionally it has been like people living their best lives and sharing the absolute highlights of their lives and never mentioning that you know times are tough behind the scenes and all the rest of it and I think that that has led to a lot of people then depicting their lives in a way that isn't necessarily what is true and authentic to themselves. And I think to have, I suppose, a community or a platform or whatever way you want to look at it to, I suppose, promote that getting back to your authentic self and your true self. And it's OK to be yourself in whatever form that is. It's, it's very it's empowering but it's also I suppose it's it's allowing people to look after their minds and their lives in that really true authentic way definitely and the social media thing it is it, it, it's massive I was saying to you as before we recorded as well I have this love-hate relationship I'm still trying to figure it out obviously as business owners you know it's a great form of kind of you know, the advertisement and I'm trying to kind of really separate that side of things at the minute and even like going back to the community rain it's and it's a learning I've learned from the trial we did earlier on this year I excuse me I remember we had a Facebook page um for any you know kind of support throughout the month whatever but then on reflection I was looking back there and I'm like okay if we put stuff on the Facebook page someone's going to get a notification and it's going to actually encourage them to go onto a social media app and look at the content that we put up and then I was like then once you're on it you know yourself you go kind of go down a rabbit hole you start scrolling and scrolling and I was like that's kind of going against the whole what I'm trying to kind of get across so it's like okay my goal for this is like we stay away from social media entirely and we'll just use the WhatsApp and we'll have WhatsApp groups and we'll do, keep everything on WhatsApp and um, stay away from the, the Instagram and the and the Facebook for those elements. Now, obviously, it has, social media has its place, but I think, like again, there's no one size fits all here. Everyone kind of it affects everyone differently, and it's about sitting back and really kind of listening to yourself how much it's affecting you. Like I know for me, the two main things I would suffer with on social media is comparison and procrastination. I would get nothing done at home or within my business. I could waste weeks because I'm watching what other people are doing. And I'm like, oh, what are other people doing now? And then I end up getting nothing done myself. And actually, how I got community rain up and running now, and it's not, I know it's not like started yet, but like even getting 
information out about it is because I stopped scrolling and I stopped looking. I actually tunnel visioned of what is the task at hand, prepared what I wanted to do off, off social media and just put it onto it. And I got so, I was so much more productive and my, my mental health was so much better. Um, so yeah, boundaries is a huge thing not like you know some people may need to come off social media entirely if it really really affects you that badly I think best and maybe certain apps might affect you more than others to maybe step away from it and sometimes like that is just maybe um be careful who you follow or else watch how much time of the day um another big thing for me as well as like not to go on the phone first thing in the morning so maybe in the evening time when I'm kind of relaxed and all the jobs are done but I find it really stops me from getting my even like you know the washing done or whatever it may be just it's procrastination is crazy yeah and I think during COVID especially there was you know I think everybody was a victim of doom scrolling yeah just scrolling 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 constantly refreshing because there was nothing happening and there was this element of you know people were still sharing you know that they did they were baking and they were you know doing workouts and all the rest of it and that I found particularly for myself there was that was where comparison came in for me because like I had a baby right at the end of the first lockdown in June of 2020. And so obviously I wasn't, you know, making all the things and doing all the things because I couldn't. I had a, I had a newborn baby, but because I was scrolling, I was saying, oh, my God, they're they're all so productive. Like, what are they, how are they getting all this done? But not taking into account my own situation, I wasn't able to bake five loaves of bread a day and do 10 workouts a week or, you know, whatever it might be. But I think it, you can really fall into that trap of, you know, scrolling, seeing what everybody else is doing, not not actually registering at all that this is not comparable to your life at all. And then you can end up kind of beating yourself up over, you know, like, well, they're doing that. Why, why can't I do that when you have your own stuff going on? So I think I think especially during COVID that really highlighted because everyone was just on their apps because there was nothing else to do. And then, you know, you had people I suppose putting out there that they were getting stuff done and I do think a lot of people kind of fell into that trap of of that comparison and you know as we all know comparison is the thief of joy yeah um but I do think it led to a lot of people you know getting down about social media and and really reevaluating. actually I think kind of in a post-covid world as as they call it I think a lot of people do seem to be kind of thinking more about social media and the impact it has definitely no I agree and even looking back at the the pandemic time I think like a lot of people even the ones who put up that they were active and that they were baking or whatever I I, I believe that a lot of them just did that simply because they wanted to put it online and that's not something they probably even wanted to do but they're like oh look good if I put it online and it's again so it may look like they're very productive but I say internally they're trying to make they give an impression of themselves as well and they're trying to kind of put them to a standard that they feel like they should be at so even the ones posting it I'm sure a struggle as well so it's um it's just it's just it's madness and the pandemic as you said 100% I think I never went on TikTok do you know the um I think before COVID I was like I remember my little niece was doing all these dances I'm like what is this it's like I know I'm getting old now when I'm not in tune with this and then by the end of the pandemic like I'd be there in bed every night scrolling for about an hour and a half and all the TikTok videos that I found them very funny a lot like <laughs> a lot of videos on TikTok I found very funny throughout um uh, COVID maybe Instagram not as much I found that's probably where the lot of the or oh, getting the 
kind of you know the running and the walking and and I put a post myself and then it's something I actually reflected on since probably post-COVID as you mentioned I used to always put up like my running time and my run and then I'm looking back about who who am I trying to prove this to and am I really motivating people so then I kind of took a step back and I was like okay if I was putting up a post like that I wanted to make sure there was a question there for the person who was watching it of like what they could do for themselves in terms of that it's not like oh I, I should be doing this but like what could I do um but at the minute I've actually even stopped kind of doing all that as it is I'm like is there a real need am I really motivating in the way I want to motivate so um, yeah, definitely, as you said, um, people are taking a step back post-COVID and just kind of re-evaluating it. I think we all changed in the last kind of three years and it's, um, we now know, I think what's important really came to light and what's really important to like you and your family or whatever. And yeah, life was too short. So definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the other thing as well with the COVID the whole pandemic and the, the all the lockdowns and all the rest of it that came with it was it really highlighted I suppose the amount of people that were struggling and I do think that it was in in terms of that it was quite good in the sense that there does seem to be more people talking openly yeah. on social media so I suppose it as you said you know there's this love hate thing that it's a you know double-edged sword or whatever whatever way you want to talk about it um in that there was positives that came out of it but there was definitely negatives as well like I, th- I do think that from reading up about it and, and from you know reading articles and all the rest of it that there was this kind of I suppose comparison issue that came into play and the you know the people who were kind of depicting their best lives kind of I suppose not that that not that this is any reflection on them because you know that is what they wanted to post and you know if you want to post that that's fair enough but it's the comparison that came into play for other people that was kind of the negative of it and the do the doom scrolling and the you know getting caught up in you know the what ifs of of the pandemic because there was an awful lot of posts as well of like you know what if this happens or what if that happens we're going to end up in lockdown for 10 I remember reading a post that we were going to end up in lockdown for 10 years that we were going to stay in in what was you know the level five at the time there was like a a hypothetical scenario that this would go on for for 10 years and whatever and I remember thinking it was ridiculous but I can totally see how somebody would be sucked into that and totally believe that we were going to be in this and I can imagine the spiral of thoughts that would come from that but then on the other side of things it was quite positive in the sense that a lot more people were opening up about struggles which I don't think happened as much pre-pandemic I think it was really that kind of I'm living my best life I'm you know everything is absolutely perfect all of the time I live with you know I'm in a perfect house I have a perfect car I have a perfect family but then the pandemic kind of peeled back the layers for some people and you know there was that more openness so I suppose it's it's about getting a balance as well which yeah definitely and like like that as you said I've seen loads of people come together since it's so the positives is there I've seen so many communities form as a result of it as well like you know even from you know the kind of community that we were part were part of and like I seem like Joe even Lorna she has a, her own community and you know it's it, it's really nice that way and I think 
this is a big part of what a, a tool I use in coaching and I, it's about controlling the controllables and actually that acceptance piece as well and your boundaries and even taking responsibility for I suppose how much time you spend on the social media because at the end of the day we can't control what people put out on the internet and but we can control how much of it we let ourselves consume or how much we go on social media or how much we choose to believe or take on so instead of I suppose kind of just allowing yourself kind of go down that rabbit hole and 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 soaking it all in and work on protecting yourself your boundaries and control what you can control and it just makes life way way easier and then you might enjoy social media actually a bit more because you you kind of are able to brush off things that would have bothered you in the past or else you're not looking as as much stuff as before so like the algorithm wouldn't pick up that you're interested in certain things and that will change to more the areas that you are interested in so as we said you know only no problems just solutions is that a, a phrase I heard there before so if something's not working for you or you're not enjoying something what can you do to change it and um yeah absolutely you touched on boundaries there and I know that that is something that is really important it's something I, I worked on myself as well as part of my I suppose self-care really because you know it is you are looking after yourself by putting those boundaries in place and I know they're something that's important to you. And what are the other things that you put in place to look after yourself, I suppose, on a sort of regular basis? But also, what are the things that you, I suppose, the tools that you call on when you're maybe particularly struggling? Yeah, so like the whole self-care thing to me, um, actually, again, this probably went back. I really honed in on this during during lockdown and it was the basics it was actually bringing it back to the basics because I find when things start to get tough I really start to neglect myself and before I know it I'm just stuck in a rush um, and I don't see it happening in the moment so for me it's like the simple things like you know making the bed in the morning for tackling that first job in the morning so I don't kind of slump into myself for the day even things like you know when you're like going to bed and like you know, washing your face and teeth if I know I'm in a rush I quick wash quick brush into bed but like I know I'm like I'm just doing it just to tick a box I'm not actually looking after myself obviously eating better you know I I snack too much when I'm feeling in a slump so if I can kind of get back and have a breakfast a lunch and a dinner um to help with my energy throughout the day so sleep although <laughs> with the toddler that's um, that's not entirely within my control at the minute but I do try where I can but like yeah for me I think sometimes it's bringing it back to the basics and being organized um now if I was really really overwhelmed um like yourself you know getting out into fresh air um you know going down to the, the I'm so lucky now the beach is only five minutes for me going down for some sea air if that means even just sitting in my car and opening the window and taking in the sea air I'll do it um and I think as I was listening to the podcast with Lorna the last as well and we're on about the power of breathing and like it's actually it's not till people say it to me they'd stop and say are you even breathing do you know what I'm kind of like I don't know that we, we obviously naturally breathe, but I'm kind of like, am I taking in slow breaths, fast breaths? I don't know what way I'm breathing. So I actually stop, concentrate and take in sleep, uh, slow, deep breaths. And then I naturally calm. Um, so that's been a big tool, especially I think as you might know from suffering with panic attacks. That's a huge element of it. But overall, in terms of the self-care, you know, I know people, it looks different to different people. But for me, it's like to look after myself. And that's just doing the basics. Yeah, and that's so important because I think like what you said with with the panic attacks as well. And, you know, when you are in that kind of mindset of being very anxious or even slipping into that depressive mode, 
they're the things that actually go. Um, they're the things that, you know, you won't, you might, you, you know, you, like you said, you'll rush brushing your teeth or you mightn't even brush your teeth at all. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you mightn't, you mightn't dress the bed in the morning. You mightn't even, you mightn't even get out of the bed in the morning you, to do that first job. Yeah. And I think when you're in the habit of doing those on a regular basis, they become easier when you are in that mindset of where everything is hard because everything is that bit more difficult when you are feeling very anxious or or depressed or whatever it might be it just everything is difficult like life just feels difficult at that moment when but if you have these established habits it's easier to do them then when you're in that um thing so I think the basics are like they sound so I suppose basic yeah (laughs) to use that word but it's actually really important to get on top of those when you're in a good frame of mind definitely and it's, it's just about kind of you know taking back a bit of control because like when you when you do uh, when life does kind of run away with you like you feel out of control and it's just kind of being able to, to structure that back and another big one actually for me is um, actually writing things down what I need to do because I, I could go to bed and I'd say I'll do this 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 now in the morning but you wake up and your head is just go you've a million and one things going on in your mind that is so hard to go okay logically think what is it I can do now so I think writing down I know again it's going back and I'm a big lover of the like a journal and a piece of paper a pen and paper as opposed to um on the phone and stuff and just have it written down and for me that is the morning time if I for example lounge around if I get up and I lounge around in my pajamas for a couple of hours I struggle to get going I'm like it's an uphill battle whereas if I get up and say just get dressed and like that get a wash on and feel that bit productive within my first hour I might sit down and have a cup of coffee or an hour or two later or whatever and I'm fine but I, I've started the day and I have a bit more momentum um doesn't mean like if, if I start the day off I can't pick myself back up but it's definitely more of an uphill battle when I do absolutely I actually find that with breakfast eating breakfast if I don't eat it within a certain amount of time of me getting up I mightn't eat it at all yeah and then like my nutrition then for that day is just gone haywire my energy is obviously going to be affected as well the fact that I haven't eaten um I also am fainter (laughs) so that, that that's something that sometimes happens if I if I don't kind of eat at regular intervals and like like that, it is just about forming the habit of, you know, you get up and you eat or you get up and you you do something or whatever it might be that you kind of get the ball rolling on the day because it can be so easy as well to slip into the, oh, I'll just throw myself down on the couch there and watch, I don't know, whatever it is that's on the television or I'll just go and do something instead of eating and I'll eat there later. And actually then it turns out it's, you know, two o'clock and you haven't eaten anything all day and or or the other thing is you'll start snacking yeah on like you know just completely empty calories that stuff that won't give you nutrition it's just kind of the that immediate you know thing of feeling oh yeah I just need to eat something just get then you've no appetite for meals then after that because you're grazing and then you feel sluggish and then that all feeds into struggling to get going the next day again because you're you're tired everything everything is linked like and it is and again going back to that there's no right or wrong for anybody here there's no one size fits all so it's really about learning to listen to your own body your own mind what works for you like when are you at your best when were you at your best and when do you feel your best and seeing what that looks like and seeing then comparing that to where you are now and how you can kind of bring it back and that's that that's why I love coaching because that that is coaching essentially it's about kind of you know where you are now where you'd like to be 
what's going on here in the middle and and it's about breaking down those barriers so yeah again you know again if anyone's listening to this or when they're watching stuff on social media and saying i should be doing x y and z you shouldn't be doing anything it's literally what works for you um you can take inspiration for people and you know you might relate to someone as oh they kind of sound a bit like me i think that might work for me and tweak it and trial and error yeah definitely and myself and kathy o'burn from the swallows trail um actually spoke about this on on a previous episode about the shoulds like should can be such a, a powerful and negative word for a lot of people yeah um you know that i should be doing this i should be doing that i you know i shouldn't be doing this whereas actually like what somebody else is doing mightn't work for you at all and like you kind of end up like you said well go down this rabbit hole of kind of making yourself feel bad over something that mightn't actually be relevant to you at all but it's you're seeing it somebody else doing it and oh I should do that yeah you know and I think that's something that's really come across in the the podcast all of the ones that I've recorded thus far on the self-care piece in particular what works for some people is absolutely not what works for other people like there have been people who have mentioned sea swimming you know um, walking running you know various things and like while I can resonate with some of those, I can't re- resonate with all of those. And that will be the same for everyone listening. There will be certain things that people will go, oh yeah, absolutely love that, that, you know, that that's what works for me as well. And then there'll be other people like, absolutely not. Like for some people, the idea of getting into the sea is like the worst thing in the world. But for other people, I know that it helps them so much, massively. And like, it's a huge thing especially I suppose it has come to the forefront as well. Like there's an awful lot more people sharing that they're, they're getting into the sea and the, in the cold water immersion and, you know, hot, cold um, therapy, I suppose, you know, getting into the sea and then getting into a sauna or whatever it might be, but that won't work for everything, everyone. And that's the same for every part of self-care as well, that like what works for one person won't work for everyone. And I think it's really important. Like the message that you said there, that like it is about trial and error and it is about kind of figuring out your own path and what works for you within your own life circumstances as well because something that worked for you in your 20s mightn't work for you in your 40s definitely life life changes you know and yeah. that's that's a big thing as well and it's definitely something i struggle with is change like a lot of people get very overwhelmed with change i certainly do i hate change i'm a lot better now because like that i reach into my tools when i, when I notice that i'm getting a bit overwhelmed with it but some people really really struggle when you change and like there's no that's something we can control like there's things are going to happen where life is going to change as we as we get older anyway and it's just about protecting yourself in those moments um and as you said like what may work like even like I always laugh back now when I first got pregnant and my clothes pre being pregnant I was like I'll keep them now for after like pregnancy and whatever that may be and now ever since I had a baby it's not that like I can never fit back that size but like it's even like that's not me now do you know I that's the, the, the kind of clothes I wore then that's just not my style um do you know I'm just kind of just kind of growing with it and it's just a trying to adjust and adapt that as well um and as well just to touch on like the whole should kind of thing as well and around the acceptance and what works for you. And we just spoke with there about being productive in the morning and um, Joe getting the job done. Like, I think as well, it's some people quite enjoy sitting down and they're well able to sit down on the couch in the morning and they don't think twice and, that, and that, that's, what, that's their downtime and that works for them. But I think the key thing to, to note is that as long as you're not in a battle with your mind. So for example, 
I, I like being productive. So when I'm sitting down, I'm like, I don't want to be sitting here. I want to be productive. So I'm actually in this inner battle with myself. And then I just have no energy to get up and go. But there's some people then who are like, oh, no, I'm quite happy to sit down. I'll get up when I'm ready. And that's fine. Like once you accept that's the choice I've made. But when you want to, when you have a choice you want to make and your body's like battling against you, I think that's where the real kind of struggle is. So it's kind of just making, again, coming back to knowing your own mind, your own body and what works for you. Absolutely. And I think that's a lovely point, actually, to end our conversation on today. Um, just about accepting what what is for you and I suppose leaning into that as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for joining me on the Mind Your Mind podcast, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoy that now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, review or follow. It really does help with getting the podcast out there. You can follow us on Instagram at mindyourmindpod for extra content and some behind the scenes action. Talk to you next week and in the meantime, don't forget to mind your mind.